Welcome to Fulfilled and Fabulous Over 40, a podcast where we discuss and interview guests about mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health. Learn what it means to keep growing personally with a God-centered outlook on life's opportunities and challenges after 40. Now, here are your hosts, Life Coach Norma Simons and Carrie Alamirsch. Hello, everybody, and I'm so glad to be back to another episode of Fold and Fabulous. Hope you had a good week so far. Hi, Norma, and everyone. Yeah, beautiful weather here, and we're just getting ready for some summertime, and, and everybody's pretty excited about just a little less rain. <laughs> great. We've got a great topic for you today. I think something that myself and Kerry have um, experienced in our life, and that is to reinvent our career close to midlife. And it's almost like that starting fresh and looking through career and maybe either career or maybe starting your own business, but looking at that through very different eyes than what we used to in our, let's say, younger 20s, 30s. So this is something we need to, to talk about. A lot of people are scared to make this change. And hopefully after today and this discussion, it will be a little bit less scary for you. So uh, let's get started with Terry. Maybe you can start. I know that you have made a big career change. When was it close to midlife? Maybe you can take our listeners through that and your experience of it. Sure. Yeah. I think, well, for myself, I've always worked with my husband here. We have a, a business that we started when our youngest daughter was just born back in 94. And so we've been working together in this business for 29 years. And it is something that really involved as many of our family members as possible at different times, being, I mean, our own children, even just through the support work and all the things that go into running a business when you own your own business. And so we've really enjoyed that. And, and it was never a career really that I would have pursued for myself. But it was, I guess, having said that, maybe it, it was the perfect career for me and for the business for us to be in, especially through the years of the kids growing up, I was able to, you know, parent and do all the day to day things that were necessary for raising a family. And I was able to work with my husband and create a very, you know, stable and enjoyable sort of lifestyle for us. And so that was a big, that was a big deal. You know, when you're, when you're young and raising a family, it's, it's an amazing thing to have that sort of steady, dependable business to rely on. You have the flexibility. That's great. You know, having the type of situation you had to be there with, for the kids and to, you know, play that mom role, but also, you know, having a, a job or some other career that also maybe fulfills you. So maybe you can talk a little bit about the career and why you've made the change to where you are today, because it's, it's two totally different things where you are today from what you just described. Right. Well, I think in the business that we have together here, I learned so many amazing skills that 
probably otherwise, you know, I could have gone to university and learned these skills in school and then found a job where I could apply them. But because we needed certain things done within our business, I remember our accountants giving me a few quick lessons on how to do the bookkeeping. And it was back in the day when we used the big ledger and I thought I would never get my brain around it. And as time went by and out of necessity, I learned how to do it that way. And then I started wanting to put it onto the computer and, and he allowed me to do that after a couple of years of being able to prove that I could do what I was doing on paper first. And and I was running errands and I was doing all the things. I was learning how to work with people in the industry that we work in. My husband and I have a heavy machine repair business. And so I got to learn all kinds of things about that. But as you can see, my heart maybe <laughs> wasn't fully in tune with the heavy repair business. You know, a real passion for for the work and I was never the chief, you know, person doing the operating. I was always doing the business and administration in the back. And so in some ways, I was being prepared all the while, you know, to have my own business and to to create something for myself. But I think the life coaching was something that I began to really have a passion for after I had my own, I would say, revelation or or even transformation that happened in my own life through coaching that even though in the past I had always kind of run back to the shelter of, Oh, I'll just stay here in our home business. I'm, you know, I'm so valuable here. I, I can help so much here was always my reason why if I ever did sort of think, well, maybe I would venture out and do something new. I could always run back to, but once I started coaching and had that experience for myself, it felt like I was no longer free to just kind of hide and and stay safe anymore and that there was a time now for me to really step out and be willing to offer to others that opportunity as well. And so it really kind of came out of a strong desire to even be willing to put myself in a position where I might fail or it could become very uncomfortable or maybe Maybe clients wouldn't enjoy, you know, my coaching or whatever. And I was willing to take that risk now because I myself had experienced such an amazing help but through coaching. There was that, that desire now was to not hide anymore. Yes, I think I can also relate. Um, I was always uh, working for corporates and at some point I resigned. I was at home for a little bit. I also homeschooled my kids for a couple of years. And then when they started getting a little bit bigger, they we changed the model and they are not homeschooled anymore. But although they still work from home, but I think my my love for coaching and wanting to be in this industry actually came from as you said, my own transformations, my own learning and learning theory, but also applying it in my own life. And then once I saw the sort of the big, you know, miraculous changes that has occurred in my own life, I immediately saw that there were so many people out there that needed this work. And that really was sort of the motivating factor for me 
to have that mind shift from always being the person that worked for someone to actually take that leap and start a business and be able to be willing to fail, be willing to learn new things and consistently learn new things. Because as you know, I mean, obviously we have, you know, we we are very confident in our craft and what we do and and and, and coaching as an example. But, you know, all of those aspects that, that come with running a business, you know, those are all the things that we had to learn along the way. And I think mindset was key for me to... And it came from coaching that I had that belief in myself and that confidence that whatever this journey was going to throw at me or obstacles that was in my way or that I was struggling with certain things, I always had this thing in mind that I can do anything because of all these tools that I've, that I've learned. Yeah. And then, and then that, that thought or that desire that comes up in you to say, if, if I can do this, just imagine if I could help other people find that same yeah. success and that same enjoyment of that's really, I agree that that is a really exciting thought. And it's certainly something that motivates going ahead and putting yourself uh, out there and, and making that offer to others to be willing to help. I had a, a, a lady that I was coaching back a couple years ago, and she came to me she was she was similar in age I think she was you know she was over 50 I'm not exactly sure how far into her 50s she was and she was at a place where her career was offering her uh, I think she could do like a payout or she would roll whatever that money that they were going to give her it was probably for a retirement package they would put it into a an investment or or whatever and so she was at a place where she could take the cash or she could have it put into this, I don't know, whatever the investment parcel was. And so she had come to me and she was deciding whether she would go to school. There was a program she wanted to take and then learn how to teach it in the universities is what, what she wanted to do. And so it was a complete change for her from working in an office and what have you to going into sort of this professor role and I think it was around, you know, disaster preparedness and that sort of thing, what to do in the case of certain emergencies. And the course would be something that, you know, city workers and employees would take and that sort of thing. So she was trying to make that big decision. And she kept referring to the fact that she wasn't the, the cute young hire anymore. And she was kind of almost using it against herself, I think, to to say, you know, when you're cute and young, you can make career changes or get new jobs. But when you were over 50, somehow she felt that she would be less desirable in the marketplace. And I just said, I just think, you know, the exact opposite is actually true. For for us as women at this point in our lives, I'm not sure, you know, generally where our audience is probably 40-ish or so. And you're thinking about changing careers and and especially once you're in your 50s, you can convince yourself that this isn't a good time or nobody would hire me. And yet I think the opposite is true, that you're some of the things that might have made it difficult for an employer to have hired her were now no longer her her holdup. And so she probably wasn't going to be 
running home to take care of six sick children or having maternity leave or any of those things that of course mm -hmm. are such a beautiful part of being a, a young woman in the workforce and, and exciting and all of that. But for an employer, you know, maybe sometimes it, there's some advantages to hiring somebody who's maybe beyond that point in their life. And I know for myself too, I'm pretty excited about and optimistic about my future. And so I think having that kind of energy and that kind of vibrancy it, coming into a workplace from from a woman who's probably got some experience and some emotional and relational maturity would be a huge asset in the workplace. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think the older we get, we become not necessarily the older we get, I th just think where I am in my life, for instance, and have gone through this personal growth and development journey, I'm at a place where I'm much more confident. And if, if I think, for instance, how or what I could have brought to the, the workforce, if I had the confidence and I've gone through the personal growth and development that I've gone through in this point in my life, if I could have that when I was in my 20s and 30s, I think my life could have looked very, very different today. Maybe you could talk a little bit about what do you think is the biggest obstacles to make career changes from the people that you've coached, from your clients? What is the biggest obstacles for them to change, to, to make that change in a career? Or um, I also see this as people being scared to, that's always been in a career. They've always had that desire to maybe start their own businesses. But what, what sort of holds them back from either changing career or to take that leap and start their own businesses? Yeah, I think you kind of you kind of gave it away in the question. <laughs> Just in that the fear very often is the thing, right? If we weren't afraid to take that chance or or make that move, take the risk of putting ourselves in a position to whether it's, you know, take furthering education or getting the loan or whatever it is that you need to begin a new business or what have you i think if we weren't afraid we would we would do almost anything it's usually the fear of of failure and of perhaps an a gap in the income stream that will keep us from really taking that risk and and moving into that potential opportunity that's there for us and i think as long as there's that desire to do something different and there's you know some passion and excitement around it i think that absolutely anything is possible for women or really anybody as they as they mature and even as they approach you know 60s and and what have you there's nothing that can keep you from your future except your own thoughts about what you think you can and cannot do and that would always come back to how we're thinking about ourselves and how we're imagining our future. I think also what plays a role is maybe that belief in ourselves as well. Because, and again, bringing it back to where I am today and in my personal growth and development journey, if I hadn't gone through that personal development and growth, I would not have been, I wouldn't have the tools. I wouldn't have had the awareness, I think, I wouldn't have reflected so much on, 
you know, my thinking and, you know, what emotions that creates for me and how that drives our actions. Right. And I think it is so important for, well, anywhere during our lives, but especially, you know, helping us transition from like one place to the next in our lives. It makes that transition so much easier if we have that awareness, if we can self-reflect, if we have the tools to help us make those transitions a little bit easier. What do you think is key to these transitions that we need to make? Let's say if we go from being in a certain specific career and now we want to move into something totally different. What do you think is important there? I think, you know, when you talked about confidence a little bit, I think it made me think about just the the power that we have to really believe in ourselves, even when other people may not. You know, even a future employer, sometimes we get kind of into their heads. We start thinking about, well, who would hire me, right? And we start thinking about it from that side. We start imagining all the reasons why maybe they wouldn't. And I think that is sort of getting into a whole other place where really it's it's not any of our business. We're kind of doing work. You know, we're trying to do the the thinking or the what have you from the employer's side. And I think for us as the potential employee or the the new, you know, person going into that new career, there'd be so much, our energy would be so much better spent on thinking about the reasons why we are such an amazing person for them, you know, a perfect fit for this role. And I think spending some time talking to yourself about that and adding to that list rather than thinking about it from the other side and creating excuses or reasons why it won't work. But I I think there is some danger for us to really seek comfort over over our own passion or dreams. We'll shut ourselves down properly quite often I think throughout our lives and so if we if we don't recognize really that we are the ones who are killing the this this spirit or this opportunity with our own thoughts about reasons why it won't work for us that I think when when we can become aware of that and start working with those thoughts and start deciding to think from a different place that we have so much more, it's a much more likely transition into this new workplace or role. I also have a thought about, sometimes we think it's too late and we're too old or (laughs) I don't know if we actually believe we can't learn new things at a certain age or if we just decide that we don't want to learn something new, right? And I think for myself, I'll be 56 this summer. And so the transition or change for me has happened in my early 50s. And I really looked at it um, last year and thought to myself, you know, what do I want to be doing for the next 30 years? Like, 
And I know it sounds so way off and, and, and so ridiculous and, oh, well, we'll all be retired by then. And it's like, well, I actually am not looking forward to retirement and, and hope that I never do. And so, I mean, you know, what that means to you, how many hours you work, whatever, you get to decide that, right? But I certainly think that if you're somebody who's thinking, oh, it's too late, or, you know, some people feel like they've put their whole life on hold, you know, you'll hear that for a certain time with their family, and now it's too late. I just don't, I really don't buy into that. I think if you're a woman, you know, even entering into her 70s, or even, I don't know, 80s, that has a dream to start a podcast, or that has a dream to offer a service of, of, of encouragement or of crafting. I don't know, right? She might start an Etsy store. I, it doesn't matter. I just think, is it really ever too late? And my answer to that is no, absolutely not. I don't know what you think about that or where you were going to go with your next comment, but that that's one of the things that I think is really important for us not to put that time limitation and that rush on ourselves. There's no need to you know, none of us knows how long we have, but I for sure don't want to, I don't want to actually die until my body stops. You know what I mean? I want to keep growing and changing and moving and being and engaging until I really just can't anymore. I agree. I also think that is something I think a lot of people hold them back from making these changes because they think, oh, but I don't have much time left or it's too late for me. And I think it's it's never too late. And, and especially if you are in a job that you don't like, if you're in a career that you don't like, I think every day that you spend in a job that you don't like, um, I think it is, it must be, and I know I've been there before, it is really not a pleasant place to be in because for me, it was almost like uh, I went into survival mode. I didn't have any passion for what I was doing. I wasn't very fulfilled. My work didn't have any meaning. And I think that is something that can really not necessarily only um, impact your career, but also how it impacts yourself and how it impacts your life in general and also relationships. Because if you're not happy in what you do, you take that into everything else that you do in your life. So for those who are in a place where they don't like what they're doing and their desire is to, you know, have the shift or have career change or start their own businesses. That is definitely something that I have felt has helped me grow and learn things about myself, I think more than anything I've ever done before. So my recommendation always is for people to to explore those things and not necessarily quit your job and, and starting something totally new or moving into a new, a new career. But it's almost like taking those baby steps, start exploring, start, start doing something on the sideline and gradually get into those the area that you want to be in because to be in a place where you don't like what you do, you're there, let's call it six, six to eight maybe hours, even more hours of every day that you spend not doing what you like doing or love doing or lights lights you up. I think that is something that we unnecessarily, that pain we put ourselves through. Yeah, right. And when we were talking a little bit about what are some of the strategies and you bring up a good one in that while we are working six to eight hours a day, 
maybe even five days a week. I don't know, you know, what your work schedule looks like. For some, it's different. But the truth is, is that there is always time to begin whatever it is that you want to do alongside of what you're already doing. So it's never that we have to, you know, cut all ties right at the beginning and just jump into something else. I mean, maybe sometimes that's the case, but not really. Is that ever necessary? And so you can start creating that possibility for yourself. If you actually have a plan and a dream and something that's calling you out from where you are, you will become very creative in deciding how you're going Mm -hmm. to make that work, whether you have to ride the train for work. And so now you've got time to read and study and do the things you need to do to make the transition or whether you you're listening to instructional things online as you do other things throughout the day, whatever it is. The other thing that I think is just looking at your life. Sometimes we don't know what it is we want to do next. We just know it's not this, right? We're just unsatisfied with Mm -hmm. where we are. And I think sometimes if you were to look at your life, like if you were just even to start writing your story, whether that's actually literally on paper or whether that's you know, in the back of your mind or sitting at your computer and start seeing how you have been prepared all this time for the next thing. Like everything that has come up in my life now and as it pertains to coaching, I can see how I believe God has directed my path and that all of the things are coming together at this point that really lend themselves to this new career. And I wonder if if each of us couldn't do that in some way and see how you've been being prepared, all of this is leading up to a place for you now. And what does that look like? And and where do you want to go from here? Yes, I love what you say, because it's again, coming back to that mindset. So you can either come to this point in your life thinking that I regret you know, all the jobs I've had before, or maybe the businesses I've had before, where I am, right now maybe isn't where I want to be. Maybe I don't even consider making career changes or starting that new business. But either way, I always say the chances of success and the chances of failure are equal. It's where we put most of our focus. So if we look back at our lives and think that there's nothing I can use, I don't have any skills, I don't have talents, then we're not going to see possibility in the future. But if we see it from that place and ask ourselves good questions and quality questions, which will help us see possibility, then it's almost like our our whole world opens up and where we used to see things that happened in our past as something that's going to hold us back. We see it now as how can I use that? What story can I tell? The skills I developed through those challenges that I went through in my life, how can I use that right now? and use this in this new idea or help, or you, how can I turn that, that into a business? I went through that. That was a challenge for me. And I want to go and like share that with other people. I want to make that part of my story to go and change my career or start that business. Yeah, that's amazing. And one of the, and just a really practical sort of tip. I, I heard this on the weekend. I was at a conference and I just thought this was, so amazing. The lady I was listening to was talking about, 
having these goals and these dreams. So first of all, for some of us, even allowing yourself to dream about what you would love to do or what you could see yourself doing or what you think really that you were made for. I mean, it's for some of us, that has been a long time ago, or maybe even you've shut that down thinking it's not right for me to dream about those things. I should be satisfied where I am. God's provided so beautifully for me. So how dare I want more? And we will really shame ourselves out of that. So, you know, first of all, I want to just encourage you with that, that if you have a dream in your heart or if, if you know, if you're willing to just take that chance and, and dream about what your future might look like or where you might be able to serve, I want to just offer that to you right now <laughs> to go ahead and do that. But as you know, if you already have that dream in your heart to do something where you can help other people or serve in a certain way is to create milestones for yourself rather than timelines. And I thought that was so powerful mm. for me because we often set a timeline to things, to our goals and our dreams. And, and I mean, I don't know that that's terribly wrong or anything, but the idea of the milestone to me was so val like just so valuable so that we, we can measure where we're at along the way. Like if we sit down, think about where am I now? And where is this place where the dream, it, you know, what what is the dream and all the steps that I'm going to want to, to take to get there. And if I could look at those steps as milestones so that when we say to ourselves, because we inevitably will at some point in our lives go, this isn't working and I'm just not getting there. Nothing is changing that we can look back and we can say, actually, I've hit three out of the five milestones that I need to hit to get to where I'm going, or that at least I was aware I needed to hit. And I just stop for a minute and really see where you were and where you are now. I think this is one of the biggest lies that we believe is that nothing is changing and I'm not getting there. And if, if we don't take time to really, you know, challenge that and ask ourselves, is that really true? And just see what milestones have I hit? What milestones are still ahead of me? I think that really will help, you know, keep somebody on course and have some encouragement and faith in the idea that they actually are changing. They are growing. They are moving towards that goal. What I wanted to add to what you were saying is that we need to know why we want to make those changes. Because if I look back in my own career, in my own experience, there were times that I wanted to make those changes because I didn't want to do the work myself. I wanted to change my external environment to make me feel better. So for me, it's always a question of asking myself, maybe going through that self-reflection and becoming aware of why I want to make the changes. So in an instance where I do make the change and I still experience what I experienced in the previous industry or the previous job that I know that I need to sort of start making changes. I need to start maybe looking at my own mindset and not to think that if I change my environment, it's going to change the way that I think. Um, because as we've, you know, learned from coaching and the modality that we use with our clients, it's never our circumstances 
that is the problem. It's always the way that we think about where we are. So when we have thoughts that's not serving us, that leads us to maybe feeling unfulfilled or maybe feeling uninspired or not motivated. And I'm not necessarily saying we shouldn't be ever making any changes. But for me, I could have saved myself a lot of heartache if I would have asked myself those questions before going through all of those changes, which was in actual fact very unnecessary because I could have found what I was looking for right where I was if I maybe had the tools that I have today to do that self-exploration and discovery and just becoming aware of my own thinking and what my brain was offering me at that point. Yeah, you bring up a really good point. And I think of it, I was thinking of it in, uh, isn't there a saying even that says, no matter where I go, there I am, like when our problems <laughs> seem to follow us, and yes. we think, right, it's circumstantial. I think that's kind of what you're saying, right, is, is then the, the trouble is, is that wherever I go, there I am. And I remember thinking that about I was wanting to take membership at a church that my aunt had been at for years, and I asked her about it. And she said, well, you know, there's people there and you'll be there. So <laughs> kind of implying the same thing, right? Is that you're exactly right. Changing the job isn't necessarily the thing that's going to help us if, if we're in that place, right? You know, dissatisfaction or feeling unfulfilled. So, yeah, yeah. no, you said it very well. So, okay. What is maybe your your last thoughts on... What is your vision for a fulfilling and a meaningful career? And maybe how has that changed from where you come from, let's say 20 or so years back and seeing where you are in midlife now, how has that changed? Yeah, I think for sure, I thought there probably was, you know, the perfect job or the perfect career and didn't realize that even just the gratitude that I have for the business that my husband and I have together and that the value of that business, what it allowed me to do, what it provided for me at that time and for our children and for my husband, but also, you know, his, his vision, he would, you know, this was his vision and his passion. I just got to come along for the ride sort of thing, how it has also provided for us for our future. And so I feel just recognizing what I have so far as part of being able to just settle myself down and work from a place of not anxiousness or neediness, but to be able to work from a place of stability and security and, and that sort of thing. So the, the energy that I bring to my business now is one of optimism and, you know, interested I have I have a passion and a curiosity for my coaching career and and so it's really neat to work from that place and not from a place of that the anxiousness or or that sort of thing that we are often starting new businesses can come from and I think again we talked about being able to create that for yourself before you you leave your job but creating the all the tools and, and all the things that you're going to need for your business and for what you're going to move into your new career so that you can begin to look for that job or that career from a place of knowing, right, that you have the education that you needed or need for that, that you have the 
hours of experience that you have the backup money that it might take if you don't find that job right away and you don't need to leave the job you're at right now necessarily and really realizing that your joy and your peace will not come from the job but that that is something that you can have right now today right where you are yes I think for me if I think Earlier in life, I think uh, having meaning and fulfillment in my career was one of the last things on my list. Where I am today, I would want to have my values and my personal growth should be aligned to what I'm doing. And I think it is at this point perfectly aligned because I'm in a career that I love and also a lot of passion for the industry and curiosity and that willingness to learn and continue learning. And I also think that I set up my life and my business around my personal life as well. And, and if I think back maybe five or 10 years ago, the idea that I really have the perfect career, I'm at home working from home, I see my kids Throughout the day, I have the flexibility to, when they need me, I'm there, when they need to be taken to sports and their other interests, I'm there for them. And that is something that I could not even think was on the cards for me if I think back even like five or 10 years ago. So I think that we need to also take into account our personal goals and values and align that with our careers and our businesses, because again, we can't compartmentalize our life. It's all just one big picture. And the more those things align, I think the more we make it easier for ourselves and the more, the less stress we have, the less overwhelm we have. So yeah, that's my last thoughts on reinventing. Yeah. Thanks so much. And I think just in closing, no matter what our goals are, no matter what our dreams might be or our desires, reinvent, reinventing your career or beginning something new is really just a decision away. And it's something you You're can right. do. Yeah, you can start now. You can start thinking about it. Dare to dream just a tiny bit and see where exactly it is that you want to go next. And or if maybe you've re even rethought the idea of changing the circumstance of your job and your career and, and you just want to look at how you can be experiencing that feeling of fulfillment right where you are and either way it's a beautiful life and it would be sad to miss out on it always thinking that what we needed to do was to change our environment rather than learn how to live where we are and to really grow and become stronger and more capable right where we are you're right thank you have a good week everyone thanks see, see you next week okay bye-bye and that's a wrap for another empowering episode of A Fold and Fabulous Over 40. We hope you've enjoyed our candid conversations about navigating life over 40 and discovering what's next. It's never too late to chase your dreams and create the life you love. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and share it with other ladies who are on this incredible journey with you. So until next time, keep asking what's next and let's continue to thrive together.